0: everybody welcome to this edition of the best ball dose your fix of best ball information strategy and analysis i'm your host ben Hover, joined as i always am by joey carrion and on today's show we are here to tell you about our guys for the 2022 season, okay? These are the guys that I'm trying to leave every draft with, a handful of men that we believe in, right? A group of players whose production in this NFL season will decide whether or not Joey and I are in Bora Bora in February or living under a bridge. I've got got—I've got a lot riding on these guys. I don't know about you, <laughs> Joey, but I'm excited to uh, pump the bags a little bit more one last time for this offseason.
1: Yeah. I don't think we're going to Bora Bora either way. Not in the range? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, unless one of us binks a Millymaker maker or one of these large field best ball tournaments. Yeah, there is absolutely no shot that we are ever going to Bora Bora unless you have a cool uh, $70,000 to spend for a week long vacation. Mm. I don't know about you, but I do not have that type of capital at the moment.
0: Neither do I, but if these guys pan out, we might, we might just be there. And <laughs> the first guy that I want to cover is one that we have both been All over really since free agency when he was traded, and that is Hollywood Brown in his new home in Arizona, reunited with college quarterback Kyler Murray. Tell the people why we are so bullish on Hollywood in this new situation.
1: Obviously, it helps that DeAndre Hopkins will be suspended for the first six games of the season. So you're taking away an alpha wide receiver 1 for the early portion of the year. So Hollywood is going to be, you know, a wide receiver 1 for those first 6 weeks. And then I think that just The type of player that Hollywood Brown is, is a wide receiver that has a very, very large ceiling and those are the players that you want to target in best ball. The Cardinals have 166 vacated targets, so there's a ton of opportunity available for Hollywood Brown and we ultimately just want pieces of offenses that we know are going to produce and put up big scoring weeks and I think the Cardinals can be one of those offenses uh, led by Kyler Murray. Kyler is a worse quarterback without DeAndre Hopkins. The splits prove that but with Hollywood Brown there for the beginning portion of the season I think that will definitely help Kyler out quite a bit. I think ultimately he just has one of the highest ceilings of any wide receiver going in the third and fourth round on underdog currently.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, he showed last year that he could be more than just a standard deep threat. You know, he had 146 targets, caught 91 of them. He was efficient. I think that it's nice that his peak weeks, at least from a projection standpoint, while DeAndre Hopkins is suspended coincides with Kyler Murray's peak time of year, no call of duty yet during the first six weeks, so Kyler should be absolutely focused. This is something we have been monitoring closely, and there's just nobody there until Hopkins comes back to really contend for targets. I fully expect Hollywood to come in and be the clear-cut wide receiver. One, have a target share similar to what he had last year when he was leading in target share for the Ravens with a 23%, which was top 12 in the league in terms of target share, so I think that we see similar volume for Hollywood, if not more, just with the nature of this offense being more pass-heavy. A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, not guys I'm worried about taking away any of Hollywood's looks. And he just is set up so perfectly to start off on fire this season. And there's another player in this range that you would consider one of your guys as well at the wide receiver position.
1: Yeah, going two spots above Hollywood Brown is one of the wide receivers that I'm pretty bullish on this year And Allen Robinson. I just think that we could largely throw out his 2021. I know it wasn't great. (laughs) I know people think that he's fallen off a cliff. You know, he's getting up there in age. He's 29 years old, going to be 30. And he had a terrible year. He got leapfrogged by darnell mooney last year but we talked about this on an earlier pod way back when and i just think mentally he was checked out i just think that this change of scenery is going to be very beneficial for Allen robinson the rams have a good amount of opportunity available 166 vacated targets missing they lost gerald everett they lost obj they lost Robert Woods. Allen Robinson has a ton of potential opportunity alongside Cooper Cup as the second option in this Rams offense on an offense that we expect to be one of the best in the nfl led by the ultimate talent elevator and matthew stafford as we've seen throughout his career and stafford could definitely support multiple fantasy assets and i think it's just really this range where you want to be targeting the wide receivers in best ball and in redraft these wide receivers are just way better picks than their running back counterparts at this portion of the draft in terms of value Allen robinson hollywood brown two wide receivers that I think fit the perfect mold of the archetype at wide receiver that you want for best ball. Their ceilings are extremely high and they're going in a range where wide receivers are the best picks. So I think these two guys are absolutely going to smash this season
0: yeah i mean structurally it makes all the sense in the world we'll actually be talking about that on wednesday as we go through the best paths you can take to dominate your home league and just hammering wide receiver in this range makes so much sense with guys like alan robinson and marquise brown available with robinson i fully subscribe to that theory that he was fully checked out of that terrible bears Situation last year, and Robinson has been one of those guys who's been plagued for the duration of his entire career with just suboptimal quarterback play. Stafford is easily the best thrower of the football that Robinson's ever been attached to. The situation is good. Like you mentioned, all of the vacated targets, there's already a clear alpha there in Cooper cup, but Robinson has that ability as well. I think that, you know, this offense in general is stacked. And the only concern is whether or not this elbow injury, this elbow situation with Matthew Stafford ends up playing a factor in the second half of the season, as he continues to get work and throw the ball a multitude of times. But at this point, we don't have anything, any reasons to believe believe that it should be that serious and if, if it isn't i think Allen robinson is in for a massive bounce back here he might be the number one bounce back candidate in all of fantasy this season
1: absolutely
0: now a guy that I am obsessed with drafting. I I want a piece of him in every draft is the man that Allen Robinson leaves behind in his departure from Chicago. It is Darnell Mooney, Mooney to the moon. And everything about Darnell Mooney is just setting up for a massive third year breakout if you don't consider his sophomore season a breakout, which you very well could. You know, entered the league in 2020, had 61 receptions for 631 yards, four touchdowns as a rookie and then we see what we like to see out of young, talented wide receivers which is growth in their second year, even despite Allen Robinson being there, Mooney emerged down the stretch as the clear wide receiver one on this team, his numbers, his end of season numbers were better, 81 catches on 140 targets for over 1,000 yards, 4 touchdowns again all we need for Darnell Mooney to absolutely obliterate his ADP of wide receiver 31, 61.3 overall is just a little bit more out of Justin Fields, a little more efficiency in the passing game. And I think we'll see that. It would be hard for that not to be the case just with the way that that team was coached last year, you know, Dalton in there, Fields in there. It was just a lot of inconsistency, I think. And if we can get some consistency out of fields, Mooney is set up so well. He has an elite target share, probably one of the best in the entire league. He plays in the slot 32.6% of the times, but he also was top 15 in terms of deep targets. He's going to get utilized all over the field. Volume will be there. Upside is there. And I, I just think that Darnell Mooney is a guy going around the five, six turn that you could make an argument should be in the same exact tier as guys like Marquise and, and Allen Robinson.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I the- Opportunity is going to be off the charts for Darnell Mooney like you said he has an elite target share 26.7% ranked 11th in the league last year he was 11th in Whopper so when you combine his target percentage and air yard percentage top 11 in terms of his personal efficiency he was great he was 11th in total routes one he was 11th in win rate versus man coverage he was 27th in route win percentage period in the NFL so this is a player that obviously took a very good second year lead and i think he is really primed for a third year breakout and just in terms of the bears offense like darnell mooney is the perfect wide receiver for how justin fields wants to play the quarterback position and that is push the ball down the field and darnell mooney is the perfect compliment for that so i think the only concern with darnell mooney is the offensive environment but the opportunity is going to be off the charts nonetheless so uh, i think he's still one of the best picks you can make
0: yeah no no without a doubt we are both in on darnell mooney clyde edwards hilaire If you had told me that we would be doing an Our Guys episode of this show and one of us would be touting Clyde Edwards Hilaire and it wouldn't be me a couple years ago, I would have been absolutely shocked. But you have fully switched. You were all aboard the Clyde Edwards Hilaire train for this season.
1: Yeah, I think that with his ADP now settling around the eighth round, I think this is the time to be in on the former first round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know all of the buzz is around Isaiah Pacheco currently, and he's the next cream Hunt, yada, yada, yada. You know, I, lo- I love Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's the perfect training camp, preseason hype player, but I think CEH is still the RB1 for the Kansas City Chiefs, at least to start the season. I think there is a potential path to a three-down role, if things break right. He was 21st in opportunity share out of all running backs last year, but obviously only 57th in targets, which hurts. It's kind of concerning that the Chiefs have never used him in that role, which is the role that he profiled coming out of LSU. But I think with the amount of available targets in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. There is 340 targets available from last year to this year. I think that CEH should step in and see a higher opportunity share in terms of receptions. I think he'll still be utilized on the ground quite a bit. I think he's going to be ultimately a 15 to 17 touch player per game. I think he could be a four to five target player per game. And he's just the archetype at running back that you want to target in the eighth, ninth round, especially if you go zero RB. He's a perfect zero RB running back, in my opinion. And like I said, I just think ultimately there is a potential path to a three down workhorse role, even with Isaiah Pacheco getting all of the steam right now. Mm -hmm.
0: I I do totally agree. And the thing is, is that both things can be true, right? Like Pacheco can have a great, role as the RB2. Like, that would be huge for a player that wasn't getting drafted a month ago. Like, all of that hype could pay off, and, you know, he's, he's supplanted Ronald Jones and even Jarek McKinnon. Like, that's a huge win for a 7th round rookie, and it does make him valuable, but at the same time, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we've been hearing at every single point of the offseason is the clear RB1. He gets every first team snap, he's the first running back in every rotation. That's what the Chiefs are telling us, and it makes perfect sense. So, I, I do completely agree with you. If I'm ever in a spot where I'm building a team that's, you know, wide receiver heavy. Maybe I have like a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack where I invested in the onesie positions early. I'm a little weak at running back. There's no higher upside pick than a potential three down running back workhorse in a Kansas City Chiefs offense that's available in the eighth round. So just from a value perspective, regardless of what you think of Clyde Edwards Hilaire as a player, I think that just structurally he makes sense in pretty much every single build you can have in fantasy football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know he he definitely has it within the range of outcomes. Now will he be a three down workhorse? Probably not. Will he fuck everybody over again? Probably. Most but likely. Yeah. From 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 a process <laughs> standpoint, he's a good bet right now at his cheapest cost ever. I th- I think if there was ever a time to be in on Ceh, it's when he is an eighth slash ninth round pick and not a first-round pick as he was 2 years ago.
0: So you're saying when I was touting him as a potential 101 overall in fantasy, that was a little bullish.
1: Uh eh, just a tad, just a smidge. All right, copy
0: that. Let's close things out with a player we have both been in agreement on for relatively the entire process of the offseason, Mike Williams. Now, I said early in the offseason that I think Mike Williams, out of any player in the league, has the most potential to have a Cooper Cup-esque breakout. I think that the situation's from last offseason between Cup and Woods is extremely similar to Mike Will and Keenan Allen. Even from a draft perspective, they're going similarly in the third round, depending on what the draft room is like. One may go ahead of the other. I think it's a situation where at this point it is not clear-cut who the actual quote-unquote wide receiver one is for the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams, in my humble opinion, is going to be the one to emerge and become Justin Herbert's primary option in this passing game. The same Way that we saw him be the wide receiver to overall in fantasy points per game over the first five weeks of the season last year before his role was changed. And that is the thing that we have to keep an eye on this year with Mike Williams. What role is he going to have? Is he strictly going to be that deep threat target like he has been at points, or is he going to get that monster voluminous role that he had at the beginning of last year that let him flourish in a way he previously hadn't? I think. That this coaching staff is sharp enough and that the environment that he's in is good enough that we have to be in on Mike Williams. He is 27 years old. Keenan Allen is aging. His efficiency metrics have been dipping year in and year out. It's just set up well. The team made a big investment in Mike Williams $60 million, fully guaranteed. You look at him last year, 129 targets, capitalized on 76 of those for 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. And the nine touchdowns are great. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you could even make the case that he is set for positive touchdown regression. I think Mike Williams could be one of those guys pushing 1400 yards this year with maybe 12 touchdowns. He had the 6th most end zone targets in the league last year and only caught 5 of them for touchdowns. Justin Herbert is on many books projected to be the touchdown leader in the NFL this year and no player in this offense fits better than Mike Williams to capitalize on that role. I'm all in on him. I am happy leaving the third round with Mike Williams every trip. He is my second highest owned wide receiver in fantasy through almost 500 best ball drafts I'm putting my money where my mouth is this is Mike Williams year
1: I need it to be (laughs) yeah I mean I am right there with you I don't have too much to add I think you covered all the bases pretty well I think really the only thing that I can say is I think Mike Williams has the potential to be a back-end first round pick next year Absolutely. And he's, and he's going in the third round currently. I think as the wide receiver 14 on underdog I think he could definitely finish as a top 6 wide receiver this year. I think the stars are aligning for all the reasons that you mentioned and he's a part of a top 3, top 4 offense in the entire NFL that is going to pass the ball at an extremely high rate. They were 5th in pass rate last year. They finished top 5 again. We we could see Mike Williams absolutely smash this season and I think there is some optimism to believe that he will be put into the role that he had earlier in the year last year.
0: And if that's the case, we are sailing. To the money, Joey. All right. Those are our guys. Do you have any honorable mentions, though? I kind of wanted to shout out some guys, maybe not go on full length rants about, but just guys that I think, especially later in drafts, are really, really strong targets with your redraft season coming up. These are guys. I mean, I don't know if they're quote unquote sleepers, if sleepers even exist anymore. But in the (laughs) later rounds, guys that I am trying to leave drafts with include Nico Collins, include Isaiah McKenzie, include Dearness Johnson. You know, these are guys that I've been drafting at a super high clip in best ball. And I think that I want to be in in, uh, in on in redraft as well. Do you have any players like that you want to give a quick shout out for before we close out?
1: My honorable mentions would be Jacoby Myers, of course. Gotta gotta have a Patriot in there. Chris Olave for sure. He's going a little bit higher than he was before, but love Chris Olave and KJ Osborne as well. Mm. I I like Uh, KJ Osborne quite a bit as the third option in that Vikings passing game.
0: I I, I co-sign all of those, man. All right. Appreciate you all listening. That is going to be it for this edition of the Best Ball Dose. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dose Media Net as well as our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover. Joey is at Joey Carrion DFS. If you guys want to connect with us and stay up to date with what's going on within the network, join our inner circle via the free link to our Discord channel. You can find that in the show notes notes to the podcast to everybody listening out there we appreciate you we value you until next time let's stay accountable and keep it authentic bye